Um, it's gonna be very we got interesting. Some special guests tonight. We got some special guests too, right, Big T? Yeah, we got some special guests. We got uh, our I wouldn't really call Brian a special guest, but he's a special guest. Uh, Brian B is gonna be hanging out with us. He's spe- also, he's, he's special. He's special because he kind of retarded. I'm just playing. <laughs> that's my boy. Uh, that's, that's my boy. That's my that's my that's my dude, man. That's my boy. He uh, he got a lot of haters, but you know he don't care. It's all good. Then we have a young know. man uh, gonna be hanging out with us tonight. Uh, Eugene Stillman gonna be hanging out with us a little bit tonight. Gonna talk some all the things about the NFL draft. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, if you if you want to tune into the show, if you know someone who wants to tune in, download the TuneIn app. You can listen to it on the TuneIn app. Uh, just search WTXG Talk Radio and hit the 24-7 stream. Also, you can go to our website at WTXGTalkRadio.com. Ah, but before we jump into really jump into the NFL draft, I want to send a big shout-out to the New Orleans Pelicans. They are doing the damn yeah. thing in the playoffs, Nader. And you, you got to give it to them, Nader. They're definitely doing yeah. it big. Listen, listen. Everybody knows we we gonna touch, we gonna jump into the basketball, but everybody knows you know Steph Curry, my favorite player. But if Steph Curry don't play, it's gonna be tough for Golden State to beat the Pelicans. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fifty fifty in this round. I'm not gonna root for nobody. I'm just keeping you know fifty fifty, and that's that. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. We we with that. Just keep it neutral. We definitely with that. I told I told Brian the other day on Twitter he was talking smack. I was like, man, I'm just gonna be neutral, man. I ain't gonna say nothing until we'll see whatever happens. If the Pelicans win, I'll be happy. If Golden State wins, obviously I'll be happy because not because I'm a Golden State Warriors fan. I'm just like Steph Curry, you know. So, but it is right. what it is. But, but um, the, Warriors have, the Warriors have won. The, the Warriors have won. You know, the championship two out of the last three years. So. Hey, I mean, if the give the Pelicans a, a chance, you know, if they can win it, hey, I wouldn't be mad at that. So, hey, but the Pels have been playing some great basketball, dude. The defense yes. has been, dude. They killed your boy in the first round. Man, they made you know, him they look swept. like a. Oh, they made them. They made go. They made. They made the Trailblazers look bad. They really did. Yeah. They well, they made him look bad. They did. So. That's why they're moving on to that next round. And we're getting it in. So, shout out again to our NBA team, the Pelicans. Y'all get it in. The, the second round starts on Saturday night, game one, at Oracle Arena in Oakland, California, against the Golden State Warriors, 9.30 on Saturday on TNT. 9.30. All right. It's going to be, gonna be a lot of fun. So, let's jump into this um this NFL draft later, man. A lot going on. The Saints have the – Yeah, man. The Saints has – what, the 27th pick, if I'm not mistaken? 27. 27th yep, pick, pick in the first round. Um, yep. Your thoughts on this draft and where the Saints should go? The, the, the cool thing about going into this draft, Big T, is that, um, you know, the Saints don't have a lot of needs. Um, you know, a lot. what a lot of people forget, and I always touch on this, especially on Twitter, but what a lot of people forget is we've had – we had 21 players on IR last year, and we still made the conference uh, game, you know. And the thing is, obviously, from the fluke play, we could have made the NFC Championship game. But, um, you know, you got all the, all of those 21 players coming back. And then on top of that, you know, you added players in free agency like wide receiver Cameron Meredith from, from the Bears. You brought uh, 
Bushrod back, you know, he was playing with the with the Dolphins and um, you know, you added uh Kurt Coleman safety from the Panthers and there's just a you know, a few additions here and there to where, you know, you like Patrick Robinson for an example, you brought him. Now you got a guy who can cover the slot. Um so, you know, they've added a they've added pieces in a draft and they've always do this every year. You know, they, they go on a free agency and, you know, in past years, it's, you know, let's sign the, these key free agents that are coming out, give them big contracts and, you know, we'll be, you know, automatically better. And that's not the case as with Jarius Bird uh, signing um, just a few other people that signed who turned out to be bust. Um, so now, you know, they're going, about it in a different mentality, like, hey, let's get value. Let's get value players, good character guys who can come in here, um, you know, who can come in and be a contribution right away. But at the same time, you know, that locker room is still going to be good. There's nobody going to be fighting and beefed out with each other and and things like that, like we had in the past with the whole Jimmy Graham situation and Galette and and all of that. So, um, you know, going into this draft, like I said, there's not – a lot of holes that the Saints need to fill. Um, you know, the thing about it is, the thing about it is, um, you know, they have, they really can just get their team better um, with depth. You know, I mean, yeah, we have, you know, a pressing need at defensive end. You know, we've been trying to fill the defensive end role for a long time. Um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, we have Alex Okafer, but Alex Okafer is coming off of an uh, injury, you know. And, um, you know, as you know, the Saints, they're they're not going to, they're not going to, um, you know, they're not going to bring on, bring Alex Okafer right away. They're going to take their time with bringing him back, you know. So with that being said, they have to, you know, get them a pass rusher. Um, you know, a linebacker is definitely needed. Defensive tackle is definitely needed. Um, and, you know, a tight end, definitely a tight end. You know, we definitely need a tight end, a uh, young tight end. There's a lot of good tight ends coming out in this year's draft, you know, who definitely uh, have size on them, who, you know, can definitely catch touchdowns. And so, you know, we just we just have a lot. You know, we have, we have a lot. You know, obviously we don't have a second-round pick this year, so that's the sucky part about it. <laughs> but at the right, same right. time, um, we gave up that pick to get back in the draft to get Kamara. So, um, you know, obviously that was a hu- huge pick and a huge addition, uh, rookie of the year. Um, but at the same time, like I said, you know, we, we can go into this draft looking at it like, hey, you know, we need a defensive end, we need a defensive tackle, a linebacker. Um, you know, not ha- having a, having more corners doesn't hurt. You know, and Mickey Loomis said uh, today, he said that the Saints would draft best player available regardless of whether or not they accomplished all of their goals in free agency. You know, he said that basically trading back um, was highly unlikely because they don't have a second-round pick. So, you know, trading back, um, they don't. I don't think they're going to trade back. But, you know, a lot of people are saying that, hey, the Saints might move up. You know, they're saying that, oh, the Saints like Baker Mayfield. They, they might draft him to succeed Breeze. And, you know, obviously I, I do like Baker Mayfield, um, but at the same time I don't think the Saints, you know, go up to draft a quarterback, um, to move up to draft a quarterback. If they do move up, it has to be like somebody like uh, Chubb falling down, um, you know, 
that's a pass rusher that you would automatically say, all right, let's move up, let's go get him. You know, obviously his uh, right. his defensive line coach is the defensive line coach for the Saints now, so obviously he's familiar with him. So, you know, and that's and I'm just giving you know hypotheticals on what would happen. Um, because, you know, hey, you never know. We never knew Marshawn Lattimore would fall to the Saints last year, you know. So, you know, you never know every year what could happen. And in, in this year's draft, it's really different because you're looking at, in the top ten, you're looking at about four quarterbacks that are going to be drafted. So what does mm-hmm. that do for us? That's dropping players, you know, four or six players, you know, down to – us that we thought we wouldn't even have on our draft board at the time when we picked. So you're looking at it and you're like, oh, man, like, this is a hard decision. You know, you're, it's your turn to pick and you're like, oh, man, you know, this tight end is up there or this linebacker from Alabama is up there or, you know, so or this pass rusher that you thought might not be there is there. So it's going to be a tough decision for them. Um, but listen, you know, we picked 27 for a reason, you know, when you're picking in those, you know, late 20s, that means your team did good last year. And with that being said, you know, like I said, there's not that many needs that we need to address. Um, you know, we just got to add, keep adding good players, key, key players that can definitely take us to the next level. Yep. Now, and I, and I know Big T, uh, Brian, and, and uh, Eugene are going to touch on it too as well when they come on. But, um, you know, even like Jeff Ireland said, you know, sometimes it's not it's not a bad idea to build on strength. You know, if you have a strength at corner, right, then why not, you know, it's not bad to draft another corner. You know, like right now, obviously, Marshall Lattimore was a rookie last year. Um and obviously they'll pick up his fifth year option when he, when that time comes. Um, but also too, you know, Ken Crawley's gonna be, you know, wanna get paid at some point. You know, why not draft another cornerback like a, a Josh Jackson from Iowa who can come in him and Lattimore and hold it down and then now, you know, when the negotiations start with Crawley, you have it to where it's like, All right, well, you know, obviously you want this money, we we're you know, on this money if you don't agree to it, then we're going to have to move on, you know. But when you move on, at least you know that, hey, at least I have two good corners, two good young corners who are going to be here for the next four or five years. You know what I'm saying? So it's not – it doesn't It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to build on strength, even with running back, you know. Mark Ingram, obviously he's in a contract year. He wants to get paid. He has a new uh, – he has uh, a new sports sports person representing him. So he's trying to get paid for his next contract because obviously this is going to be his probably his last contract. You know, he's 30, 30 plus going into this year. So he's going to want to get paid on his last deal. So why not draft a running back? You know, why not draft a running back to, to, you know, succeed, succeed Ingram if the negotiations don't go right and the money doesn't work out. Well, Hey, at least we have, uh, you know, at least we drafted a running back this year to take, take that over that way next year we don't have to go into the draft saying oh we need a running back we need a running back you know and also too even with Kamara you know Kamara Mm -hmm. when Kamara went down against the Falcons Big T um with that concussion you know the Saints offense didn't look the same you know so you want to have a pass catching running back um like Kamara who obviously could break tackles but and catch the ball out the backfield but you want somebody 
I mean, you're obviously not going to get the same as a Camara, but you want to get somebody in resemblance to him to where, um, you know, if something like that does happen again, right, at least they have mm-hmm. a, a guy who can step in and the offense isn't going to sputter, you know? Right, exactly. exactly. So my big thing is this, and I've, I've talked to a lot of people over the last few weeks, why haven't the Saints drafted a quarterback or picked up a quarterback to replace Drew Brees? Drew Brees has probably got another two years left with this team. What is the problem with this organization about picking up quarterback? They let Chase Daniels go. He just signed with the with the Bears. So what is the problem with them trying to find someone to replace Brees? I don't. I don't. I think. I think the thing about Brees is this. Um, the thing about Brees, obviously, you know, they they feel the way that Brees is. They feel that Brees you know, takes care of his body and things like that, they feel like he's not going to – he's going to – he's lasting longer and longer, you know. That's the thing, that he's lasting longer, he's going to play longer and, and that. But to me personally, you know, I – you know, everybody will always say the Tom Brady thing and say, oh, well, the Patriots picked Tom Brady in the sixth round and this, 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 that, and this, 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 that. But, but what you call it? You know, not every not every player gets to that level. You know, not everybody in the sixth round is going to be a Tom Brady. You know, but at the same time, I feel like going into this draft, if a guy like Lamar Jackson does fall down to the Saints at twenty-seven, I feel like we should definitely uh, pick him up. I think we actually would be lucky to pick him up at twenty-seven. I mean, because the dude is a beast. I mean, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, he's a running quarterback. He's a receiver. He should be a wide receiver. The man didn't play receiver in college. He played quarterback. And I just retweeted something um, on Twitter. Uh, Somebody put up his stats. He had, I think, last – I think in his career he had, um, I think, 50 rushing touchdowns and uh, I think 39 or 49 touchdowns thrown or something like that. It's like, look, the dude is a beast, like, you know. So, and and the thing is, you have to look at it from the perspective of, oh, the future. When you when Breeze leaves, you're still gonna have Kamara, right? So, and Mike Thomas when they sign him to a, a, a deal, because they will. You have Lamar Jackson, Kamara, the running back mm-hmm. that you that's gonna be that pounder, whoever it may be. Um, like I said, Mike Thomas. Um, you know, whoever commit Cameron Meredith, whoever other receivers you're going to have here when that transition happens, I mean, you're going to have a solid offense. The key is just to keep adding pieces here and there, here and there to the offense in these next couple of years to where when Breeze leaves, now you have a young a young offense, a young team, um, you know, on offense that can put up points. Now you're going to have defenses scared of, Oh man, I gotta I gotta worry about Lamar Jackson running. I gotta worry about Kamara. I gotta worry about Mike Thomas. I gotta worry about whoever the tight end they draft this year. You know, young tight end they draft this year. Um, so it's just it's just hard on the defense to stop all of that. So while while you have this offense, this young offense, your defense should be veterans by that time, and you have a strong mm-hmm. defense. You have a solid offense. You're you're gonna always you're gonna win. You're gonna you're gonna win. You're gonna put up points. You're gonna control the clock. You're gonna control the ball. 
And that's that. You know, a lot of people don't like Lamar Jackson. I don't know why. Right. They say, oh, he can't throw a ball. He can't do this or he can't do that. Now, a lot of people say that, you know, they down him. But at the same time, I think me personally, I think that a lot of that has to do because of because he's a black quarterback. That's just point blank, period. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, all these all these white quarterbacks, they're juicing them up. Oh, they're, such, they're Sam Darnold, this guy, Josh Rose Rosen, this guy, this guy. Oh, they're a beast. They're this, they're that. But And they're going top four, top five, top six, because why? These people keep predicting on NFL Network, oh, they're this. So he shows this type of strength. He shows this type of strength. But at the same time, even if you look at a guy like Mike Mayock, he, look, he he was at Lamar Jackson's pro day, and he's like, dude, he's the real deal. He's the real deal. You know, obviously he had wide receivers at his pro day who were dropping a damn ball, not making it better for him, but the dude was on point. He was on point. So I just, me personally, I think the NFL is moving towards a quarterback that can definitely throw the ball but also scramble out the And I feel like with him, you're getting a, like a Russell Wilson type of quarterback. Right. So, but yeah, I, I do think I do think Big T that we definitely need to draft Bree's successor uh, coming up. Or I don't know what they got planned in the sense that you know when Breeze does uh, get ready to call it quits, what are they gonna do? Like sign a quarterback like the Vikings did? Like oh, let's go sign Kirk Cousins or the top quarterback coming out in free agency this year? They have that option as well, but I would rather them groom a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal. Um, behind Drew Brees, that way they ain't got to go ahead and spend eighty million or ninety million guaranteed for a quarterback, you know. Right, right, exactly. But before we go any further, we got a one uh, our guest. He's not a guest. I don't want to call him a guest because we all family on this thing. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Overtime Sports Talk family, welcome to the show. This is a new addition to the team. He's gonna be doing some stuff with us, man. Ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Eugene, still, man. What's going on, Eugene? What's happening? How y'all doing? How y'all doing, fam? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? What's up, Good Eugene? Good to be on the show for the first time. What's up? Nader? Is that Nader? Yeah, Nader. man. What's up? Hey, what's up, Nader? How you doing, man? <laughs> first yeah, time man. for everything. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. sir. What's going Please, on, y'all? Let me, let me get your thoughts on this uh, NFL draft. What are your feelings? Uh, what do things should go? At 27 in the first round, man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say this, man. It's it's so much that can happen. It's it's just like for me personally, I think the Saints can go anywhere. I think they might even, you know, my my, my best guess is they're gonna end up going for a pass rusher or an offensive lineman, uh, maybe even a tight end. But I can definitely see them going with a tight end or a pass rush. Because, you know, one of the things that was a big area was the pass rush that Sean Payton even addressed. He addressed it. Pass rush was needed outside of Cameron Jordan and Sheldon Rankins. And so another a guy that can rush the quarterback, get to the quarterback, would be good. Uh, I always I feel like, you know, a wide receiver would be good too, a deep threat wide receiver. And what I mean is we haven't had a deep threat wide receiver since Brandon Cooks, someone that can stretch the field and press up against the defense. Uh, stretch the defense. Um, I think Michael Thompson has been special. I think he's been great. But I think they need a playmaker outside of him, you know, And uh, because what they what are they going to do this upcoming season? They're going to double Michael Thompson, obviously. 
and then that creates what are they going to what are you going to do? Are you going to go to Terry Glenn? Terry Glenn was, is a deep threat, but he's getting older, and so I think the new addition of Cameron Cameron Merrill, I think he if he can be healthy, I truly believe he can take the offense to the next level in the slot position, which they are looking for. So, but I, I think a rival, a deep threat rival, like a DJ Clark or DJ Moore or a Calvin Ridley, will really help to uh, take this offense to the next level. But at 27, man, I think you're looking at either the tight end, offensive line, a DN, or even surprisingly, maybe even take a quarterback. But that's I don't see that happen taking a quarterback. But I definitely see the positions that are are important on the DN, a tight end. And and and, uh, and uh, on and on. So very uh, tight end, a DN, and an offensive lineman. I can see the Saints taking that twenty-seven. I think they did a. I think they did a great job last year picking an offensive tackle. And and, and yeah. I see Nate talking about it all the time about your boy from San Francisco who said he hung up on the Saints, which was probably the best <laughs> thing all year. Um, yeah, so that was a, that was a good move on his part for hanging up because. Now he's stuck in the, the big domestic violence uh, issue. Oh yeah, so. Ruben Foster, man. You know Ooh, he had a yeah. I don't get it, man. These athletes need to fail to realize, man. Domestic violence will ruin your life. It'll ruin your career. I mean, look at. I don't think people learn from Ray Rice. What happened to Ray Rice? You don't even hear nothing about the man no more. He's out the league, and yep. these athletes fail to realize, man. If 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 it takes you putting your hands on a woman to get your point across, then it's time to get out, man. Or if you're gonna say, "Ooh, I'm gonna hit you," "Ooh, I'm gonna slap you," if it if you gotta say things out of your mouth like that to get your point across to a woman, it's time to go. It ain't worth losing your career. It ain't worth losing the money. It ain't worth losing your freedom. Sometimes you have to be the bigger man and walk away from that relationship or that that marriage or whatever it may be. But Ruben Foster had a ton of talent. But like you said, like Nader said, I'm so glad that we did get him because it would have been a waste. So it definitely, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you said, he would have been a waste, and that would have been a first round pick. That oh man, that would have been that would have been devastating. That would have hurt. That would have been hurt. devastating. Yeah, for sure. That would have been you know? devastating. But and he's, a, and he's a black man too, and that that kills me. He's an African American man with all that potential, and it's now it's it's going down the drain, and we don't know if he's ever going to play. Football, you step on a football field again. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yep. Look, wait, before we go any further, one second. Our phone lines are acting kind of funny tonight, so if you got a question for <laughs> any of us on the show, yeah. uh, hit us up on Twitter, uh, hit us up at Sports, uh, WTG Sports on Twitter, and uh, we'll definitely get your question on the show. But our phone line is acting crazy, so go ahead, Nita. No, I was just going to say, um, you know, speaking on, you know, different positions that Eugene was talking about, um, you know, I, I tweeted this the other day, and it's just like, listen, don't be surprised if the Saints pick an offensive lineman uh, first round as well because, you know, Senio <laughs> uh, Kilimente ain't here no more. I know they brought in Bushrod, yeah. and me and Bushrod are really close. Like, that's my boy. Um, but yeah. you also have to have – you also have to have um, some depth at the offensive line position, as we saw last yeah. year with all the injuries yeah. that happened. Yeah. Um, but, you know, don't be surprised if they ha- they pick an offensive line. And, you know, the crazy thing and the funny thing about it is the reactions. I, I live to watch the reactions on Twitter at on draft yeah. night <laughs> because, <laughs> because 
I mean, people are livid, man. Like, when we pick an offensive lineman or, like, when we picked Pete, everybody was going crazy. Everybody's like, why y'all picked Andrews Pete? Who is this dude? Da, 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 da. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, man, that dude's a beast. Um, you know, and it's just like, listen, the Saints know what they're doing. So we can't sit yeah. there and act like we're general managers or get upset because they, they know they scouted these players all this time, so they know exactly what they're looking for and what can benefit them for the future. So, you know, yeah. I just wanted to say, like, all the reactions and all the stuff on Twitter tomorrow night is going to be pretty funny because, you know, people don't listen anyway. They're just going to do what they want to do. But it's just going to be funny, you know. Um, and going back to what you said, the positions of need, like we said, defensive end, tight end, um, offensive lineman, um, and, you know, corner is in a bad one. Yeah. And yeah. a receiver. You know, we definitely need a receiver. I saw um, yesterday on ESPN they had like a mock-mock draft. And yeah. um, it got down to the Saints. Calvin Ridley was still there, wide receiver from Alabama, who can stretch the yeah. field like Eugene was talking about. And, um, I mean, if that guy falls down to us, we got to pick him. <laughs> and we have to. <laughs> Man. It has to, be, it has to be best player available, man. And what makes this draft what makes this draft really interesting and eye popping is the fact that it matters. I truly believe between the round two and four and maybe even five, I think there's some diamonds in the rough. I think there are gonna be some a lot of steals in this draft this 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 draft this year because I mean there are really good players, you know, that are not even being profiled that much, are really gonna fall down and you're gonna see a lot of bottom of the barrel type players that are gonna be really good, like Alvin Kamara. Or you know a Tom, you know Tom Brady, Tom Brady's career, he fell all the way with the sixth, seventh round. So it's it's gonna be guys like that. I truly believe this draft is gonna produce those type of players because you, all you're hearing so much of the draft is the quarterbacks and a little bit of the wide receivers and you and you know a little bit of defensive play. But you're not really you know there are a lot of players in the draft that are sneaky good and you're not they're not getting profiled a lot. And I think those are the ones. They got something to prove. I think those are going to want to come in this season with a chip on their shoulders. And I, I really think the draft is going to produce those type of players. Agree. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. Yep. There's there's going to be a lot of good players at the at the back end of the rounds. That's definitely yeah. Uh, yeah. facts. Especially, like I said, when, when I came on when, in the beginning, like, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are going to go off the board. And then O-linemen. O-linemen are going to be flying off the board this year as well. So, oh, yeah. Um, so that's going to push a lot of players back. So we'll see what happens. Um, now, in number 27, I think um, there's going to be a, a few players that might be there. Um, like I said earlier, yeah. cornerback uh, Josh Jackson from Iowa, tight end uh, Dallas Godere, um linebacker Leighton Van Der Esch, uh, linebacker yeah. Rashawn Evans from Alabama, Ridley, DJ Moore, like you said. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a lot of players that – the Saints are going to yeah. have to look at their draft board and say, "Man, which one? Is, which one? Which one? Which one? Which one?" You know. So yeah. Um, yeah. we'll see. We'll definitely see. But um, you know, also too, uh, you know, there's a lot of rumors, especially for tomorrow, saying that Baker Mayfield might go number <laughs> one overall, which is nuts. Wow. And Cleveland. also saying that Cleveland also saying Cleveland. Cleveland might not. Cleveland's dumb, bro. Cleveland is just dumb. They're just they're Man. just dumb. They do everything stupid. <laughs> um, but the Giants, the Giants are following in their footsteps because the Giants are talking about not picking Saquon Barkley at two, 
they're trying to decide between Chubb and Barkley, and I feel like they haven't mm. had a running back in forever. And yeah. they have a legitimate chance to get a running back uh, that's going to change their franchise, and they're still juggling between the, the two, and that's just that's just dumb to me. But um, And then there's also Denver. Denver's talking about trading out the fourth pick. They're trying to trade down. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you got a bunch of stuff that's trying to happen to where teams are trying to trade back or move up. So, and then, you know, the Patriots have two picks in the first round. Cleveland has two picks in the first round. Um, So, I mean, like I said, (laughs) there's going to be a lot of movement going on. I won't won't be surprised if they have at least four to five trades tomorrow in the first round. Yeah, yeah. And also, by the way, Chubbs is the best DN. Best pass rush in the draft yep. this year, and you know, with them, their whole mindset is, oh, well, we, you know, we traded um, uh, uh, Tuck to um, to what you call it to the uh, Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, I call I call them crab fingers. Pierre Paul, Pierre Paul, uh, yeah. Jason Pierre Paul to the Bucks, but. Um, now, now they have a quarterback that eats crab legs, and they have a defensive end that has crab uh, fingers. So, um, that definitely was a good fit for him. <laughs> you know, I have to. You know, I got to. You know, I got to throw shots, bro. <laughs> I can't remember neither. Look, man, what we gonna do is we gonna take a break. We gonna come back. Man, lady, um. <laughs> We got uh, we got our special guest Brian Vienemy is gonna be calling in after the break. He's gonna be on live with us, staying with uh one hundred point three FM New Orleans ESPN Radio. So he's gonna be with us after the break. So y'all stay tuned. You're tuned in to Overtime Sports Talk right here on WTXG Talk Radio. Technician Steve can't do gymnastics, but he can perform car care that's a perfect 10. You see, Steve is an expert speedy technician, so you'll love what he can do. Everything from a quick oil change to brakes, from tune-ups to factory scheduled services and more. Who can do more than change your oil? Speedy can. Go to speedyoil.com today to find the location nearest you. Speedy oil change and auto service. Full service. Full speed. Jamie wanted a taste of the real New Orleans, and we just couldn't say no to that face. Then we wanted more of that local flavor. So Betty says, oh yeah, that's Betty. You're going to want to do this alligator thing. And Betty didn't lead us wrong. A little later, we passed some dancing. And who doesn't like dancing? Especially when it's followed by fireworks. Everyone's NOLA is different. Follow yours.
paid for their endorsement. Finally got me, Ben. What's that, Rick? The Clark Street Crater, the mother of all potholes. For decades, it's tormented the people of this town. They try to fill it, but it always returns. Got me good. But you know, State Farm's got you, too. Yeah? You hear that? You ain't nothing! Are you trash talking a pothole? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Go with the one that's here to help life go right. State Farm. We got our special guest, and he's not really a special guest. He's uh, pretty much a part of this team. He just doesn't uh, full time just yet. Um, ladies and gentlemen, he's um, the NFC South Guru on 100.3 FM ESPN Radio on the Hangover Show with Gus Cat Gill. Every day he's getting it in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Mr. Brian. They hate his ass being a <laughs> What's up, boy? If if that if, if that ain't Drew Brees like accuracy on that intro, man. <laughs> What's up, dude? No, man, it's good to be on with my family, man. Good to see that show back in effect for the 2018 season. My man <laughs> Nader doing big things, both you know behind the mic and in his family life, man. That's big right there. Congrats to my dude. Thank you, bro. And of course, man. Sure, yeah. I see you still doing your thing, man. So you know we out here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah so, bro. B, going into the draft, B, we know how we do it, and we we gonna we gonna talk about the NFC South in a minute, and we 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 may not even talk about them folks over there, but let's talk about your feelings and your thoughts on this first round pick at twenty seven uh, for the Saints. Where do you feel like they need to go, and where do you think they may go? Man, you know it's kind of crazy, man, because for the first time with the Saints especially being at the picking at 27. This is the first time I can remember in a long time to where it really doesn't matter what the Saints pick as long as they don't get stupid and draft like a kicker or a punter in the first round. You really can't <laughs> argue with any pick that they make. You know what I'm saying? It's like you look at it and let, let's just be realistic. I know some people, gonna, you know, they're going to hear this and they're going to be like, be out of his mind. But if the Saints pick the running back like Darius Geis at 27, you can argue, you can you can legitimately sit down and argue and say, well, this is why they picked them. You can say, well, Mark Ingram is in a contract year. They need somebody to pair with Alvin Kamara. You know, you never know what's going to happen. If one of those two get hurt, then the offense is going to suffer. So you can legit make a case for it. It's no different than if you pick somebody on a defensive end. You know, you can say, well, the Saints, got, they got two steady cornerbacks in Ken Crowley and Marshawn Lattimore. But, you know, they added Patrick Robinson. So you could really say, well, why would the Saints pick a cornerback? But you can also make the case that, well, Ken Crowley is an undrafted free agent. They're always going to need depth, and you can never have enough good cornerbacks. So it really doesn't matter what the Saints do. You know, they're kind of solid no matter where they pick. Now, as for me, I know a lot of people hate when I say it, man, but, I mean, Drew Brees ain't going to play forever. 
And I think hmm. the idea with all this, everybody wants to feel like, you know, it, it's a wasted pick if they pick a quarterback. Well, there's two there's two problems with that. Number one, everybody likes to say that, well, if you pick a quarterback, it's a wasted pick because we're in win-now mode. The Saints were a playoff team last year. They're likely going to be a playoff team this year. They was a, a 10 seconds away from the NFC Championship game. Why in the hell aren't the Saints built to win right now? Somebody got to explain that to me if you're going to tell me the Saints need to win now. You got to explain that to me first. And then secondly, I don't think anybody has an idea of how hard it is to find a quarterback, especially one that's going to, you know, basically be the heir apparent to Drew Brees. If you don't, if you wait two years, you know, should Brees play that long? And you say, well, we'll just wait two years and draft a quarterback. What happens if you get it wrong? So you mean to tell me you're going to wait two years to pick a quarterback that may not be the guy, and for the next, you know, we had known two years, so for the next ten years we're still looking for a quarterback. You went from, you know, a perennial playoff team to the Cleveland Browns in a matter of years because you were too scared to pick a quarterback when you had the chance. That's what I don't think people are getting. Yep. I definitely agree, B. And that's that's the same thing I said, man. Like, you know, at the end of the day, man, you know, you got to put that pride to the side. You know what I'm saying? Everybody loves Drew Brees. We we understand he brought us our first Super Bowl. The dude's a good person. Did a lot of things for the community. But at the same time, man, like, you know, we trying to win for the future. We got to set our team up for the future. So, you know, people keep saying, oh, well, you know, he's going to, he's going to, no, we we got Brees. We got Brees. We got Brees. How about if Brees get hurt? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, exactly. it's, it's always it's, there's always that question mark, you know. Not that I I hope not, but you know what I'm saying. If he gets hurt, then who's gonna come in Tom and take Savage. care? Who's gonna? Yeah, you know, Tom Savage. <laughs> come on, dog. Like, his last name, his last his last name is a beast, but he ain't a beast. <laughs> That's right. I've been saying you know? this for the. I think I've been saying this for the last five seasons, Mater, and I think Brian probably can can testify and be a witness to this. I've been saying we need to draft a quarterback for the last five seasons. We need to find a quarterback to start working with Drew. Why wait to the last minute? Because, like Nader just said, we're going to turn it to the Cleveland Browns. And then we're going to start doing wearing bags again, and then people are going to start fussing. Oh, and the poor Saints, they're turning into the Aints again. Well, damn it, the front office is not making moves. And that's the problem. That's the problem. I, I look at it this way, man. You know, real quick, like, and then, you know, I, you know I'm going to give, give it back to y'all so we can turn it over to whatever subject y'all want to go to. But I look at it this way. If I gave a Saints fan the option right now to say, okay, well, look, for the next two years, you'll be in a contention to win a Super Bowl. You might win one, you know, you can win one in 2018, and then next year you'll be a playoff team. But after that, after you win one more Super Bowl, for the next 10 years, you're going to be garbage. How many Saints fans would really sit down and be like, yep, give me one more Super Bowl? Or. Would you rather say, you know what, I'm not only built to win a Super Bowl in 2018, I'm with the Ben Super Bowl in 2019, 2020, 2021, and you know, for the next 10 years. That's what you're basically saying, well, let's, let, let's not worry about a quarterback. No, you have an option. You can set yourself up for the future, or you can neglect it and be mad as hell when the Saints don't win games. Because we know a lot of these new Saints fans only came around in 2009. New Saints fans. Mm. New. Mm. New Saints fans. We talk about them a lot. Those are the ones who still mm. stuck on the Super Bowl in 2009. Yes, we have a lot of them. <laughs> a whole bunch. So, um, so B, do you think they'll somebody they'll... somebody somebody just asked me on uh, Twitter, uh, Lamar Jackson, yes or no? I would, and I I'll make it real easy for you. Here's, here's all I want. Whoever's listening out there. If you're going to, you know, podcast a show later on, you can't get to it now, just check, just, just go with me on this one. Imagine Lamar Jackson two, maybe three years from now with Mike Thomas in his prime 
Elvin Kamara in his prime, an offensive line where nobody is over 30 years old, a defense oh. that is young with Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams, Demario Davis. Ooh. All these guys are still going to yeah, be right sure. around. Th- oh, you mean to tell me you don't think Lamar Jackson can win if he had that? Now, I just want one more thing for you to imagine. The NFL is changing whether you want to admit it or not. Oh, of course, they yep. still going to like their drop-back quarterbacks because the old guard is there. But that run-pass option thing is about to become a fool. So imagine somebody, <laughs> let's say it's first and goal from the eight-yard line. I'm going to give you a perfect scenario. First and goal from the eight-yard line. Lamar Jackson is in the backfield. On, uh, behind him is Alvin Kamara. At tight end, pick the tight end that you want because we all know the Saints will eventually draft the tight end. So let's say it's a guy like Dallas Goddard, big six 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 five tight end with good leaping ability. So you got Dallas Goddard in the inside at tight end. You got Lamar Jackson in the backfield, Alvin Kamara behind him, Michael Thomas spread out wide. Who the hell are you going to try to stop in that scenario? That's what I said. You going to try to stop Kamara on a dive? You going to stop Lamar Jackson from rolling out? You can't. That's why Lamar Jackson is a good idea. Yep. That's why I said that shit, that, that shit gonna make the defense go crazy, man. What yeah. about Mayfield? What about Mayfield? I, I watched him a lot this season. I really paid attention to him. What are your thoughts on him, B? How do you think he would fit in a Sean Payton system? Everybody, by now, if you haven't heard, then I'm going to go ahead on and tell it to you. I got a man crush on Baker Mayfield. It, it, to me, if him <laughs> and Lamar Jackson have the potential to be the best two quarterbacks in this draft, especially depending on where they get picked. With, with, the, with the Saints, if Baker Mayfield should, you know, should happen to land with the Saints, then by this time it's starting to look like that's, that's not even going to happen. But if he was to land with the Saints, you already have an offense that's designed for somebody his height and with his ability. Baker Mayfield does something that many quarterbacks in this draft can't do. You can talk about how great Josh Allen's arm is. You can talk about Josh Rosen being the most NFL-ready quarterback and Sam Darnold. You know, you can talk about all the potential you want. The one thing Baker Mayfield is, he's accurate. He, has, he is used to playing in a timing-based offense. We'll do the Saints run. A timing-based offense that depends on accuracy. The offense is already tailor-made for him. All he has to do is step in whenever Drew Brees takes a step back. And Baker Mayfield can take the reins and run with it. And just like with Lamar Jackson, he's also, he also can get out of the pocket and make some things happen with his legs. So, I mean, to me, I don't mind at all. I know there's a lot of people talking about he's Johnny Manziel and all that. No, the hell he not. Johnny Manziel couldn't read a defense in college, can't read a defense now. He could, you know, so, I mean, it's, there, there's no even comparison when you call him that. Mm. <laughs> and he's gritty, and he's tough. And he, oh, yeah, he's exactly. gritty and tough. I like his swag. I like I like his swag. He just he grabbing yeah. his nuts and putting a putting a, a flag in the Ohio State. Oh man, that's bro, that. Imagine imagine him taking pictures with the Bong Gang. Oh my God, <laughs> be crazy man. A lot of people get on Baker Mayfield behind some of the stuff that he do, but they don't pay attention to what happens before that. The one thing I like about Baker Mayfield more than anybody else in this draft. Is if you piss him off, he gonna drop five touchdowns on you, and he ain't gonna play. <laughs> That's a bad man. Hey, yes. Make yep. him mad be. in the pregame, and he dropping five on you, easy. And B, B, there's a rumor that that they say that he might be going number one overall tomorrow. We'll see, but that's the rumor out there right now. Yeah, that's why I was saying, man, I don't even know if he's going to make it to, you know, to where even if the Saints were trying to trade up into the draft, the only way you can get into the top five, which was which where I think Baker Mayfield is going, you got to pull a Mike Dicker move, and that w- I would totally be against if you're showing Peyton. I'm like, no, it, it's not that important, bro. I mean, I get it, but it ain't that important. Right, 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 right. And now, yeah. now as far as since, we, since we're on the quarterback topic, um, do you think based on what Sean Payton said um, as far as the quarterback class this year, um, 
Do you feel like that's a smokescreen? Because I just no, think not that, necessarily, uh, fam. No. Not, necessarily, I, not my bad. I mean, uh, uh, cut your knowledge, man. My apologies. No, you said you good. But you know, I kind of know. Where, yeah, I kind of know where you're going with it. But it's the idea that I don't think it's a smokescreen. I think Sean is dead accurate when he says that if you look at the quarterbacks in this draft. You know, it's kind of like I was breaking down a minute ago. Josh Rosen, for everything that he is, and everybody says he's the most NFL-ready quarterback, his own college coach came out and said he ain't what y'all think he is. And on top of that, he can't stay healthy. So, I mean, you know, that, that's, that's not the greatest combination. I don't give a damn about what he says about, you know, wanting to be the smartest dude in the room. I could care less about that. Most, most quarterbacks are like that anyway. You know, they want to always want to be the smartest guys. That's why they, you know, quote, unquote, are the first guys in, the last guys to leave. Don't care about that. But when it comes to his durability and the idea that his own college coach said that there's a lot of things that, you know, kind of are unseen, that bothers me. You look at Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, you know, people talk about his potential. The dude turns the ball over like it's candy, man, like, it, like it's candy at Halloween. He just give it away. And I don't understand why everybody's on his potential. Well, what the hell is you think going to happen when the NFL defense starts getting after him? He's going to start throwing the ball right to him. He's gonna be. He's gonna go from Sam Donald to Matt Schaub and miss the pick six. So I mean, I think you, know, you look at that, and then you turn around and you bring up Josh Allen. So as much as you know, you're gonna hear a lot of analysts out there talk about how Lamar Jackson is inaccurate, and you know, you gotta question the talent that he played with. Josh Allen, I'm sorry, yeah, Josh Allen didn't win in high school. He, he went to the Mountain West. Oh, that a Mountain West yeah. Well, went to the Mountain West. Couldn't couldn't throw accurately in the Mountain West when he's not going to face NFL level competition on a weekly basis. And now you're going to put him in the NFL and think all of a sudden he's going to just you know he's going to go from 56 percent completion percentage to 60 62. Not going to happen. Not in the NFL. You're just not going to get better like that. So yeah. when I'm Sean Payton and I and I look at these guys, that's why if I'm Sean Payton, I'm saying you know what the top three guys that y'all keep bragging on, I don't see it. Give me Baker Mayfield. Possibly give me a Lamar Jackson, and I'll take those guys and I'll shove them down your throats all day because these three top quarterbacks y'all keep talking about, I don't see what y'all see. And if anybody's going to know what it takes to have a good quarterback, it's Sean Payton. He got one right now. <laughs> yep. Man. Now, I just, I just got another Brian question. For it, Brian Revelation. <laughs> I just got another question for y'all on Twitter um, uh, from Alan Henderson. It says, with all the visits Saints had with Arden Key, can you see a scenario where Saints opt to slide from 27 back in the second round for an extra pick or picks and mm. selecting and selecting Key in the second round as Mayock is saying he could slide to late second or third round? Mm. I guess I'll, I'll try to tackle it first. Look, I'll believe the Saints going to trade back when I see it. Sean Payton and Mickey <laughs> have been around almost, what, 12, 12 years? Almost 12 years. Mm-hmm. I've never seen them yet go back in the first round, not a chance. Not to mention that, but I know the idea sounds sexy about, you know, picking up extra picks. The Saints have eight picks right now, eight. And I can tell you with absolute certainty, eight players are not making that roster from the rookies, that rookie pool. They're not, and, and we're going to undraft this free agents that the Saints always love to give a shot to. So you're looking at maybe 10, 10 to 12 rookies that are going to be coming in this offseason that are trying to fight for a roster spot that's not there because you got 20 players that you had on IR. You still got a young yep. defense that's already building. I don't think eight rookies are making a team, so I would more or less say this. I think you can judge everything by what the Saints do in the first round. If the Saints trade up, 
in the first round. They're not going to trade up, you know, possibly the rest of the draft, maybe later on, day three, something like that. They might trade up from seventh round to sixth round, something like that. But as far as trying to, like, trade back up into the second, if they make a trade in the first and give up a third-round pick and maybe a first next year, it's not going to happen. It's not, they're not going to trade up for a second. You know what I'm saying? So it's not going to happen. But if they stay yeah. at 27, I think that's when you look for them to trade into the second round and possibly get the guy that they want. So you're saying if they stay at 27, they won't they won't trade up the second round, basically. No, I'm saying if they, right, if they stay at 27, they're, they're more yeah. likely to trade up into the second round. Okay. I okay. think like yeah. I'll give you an example like this. Let's say uh, let's say they don't take a tight end with the first round pick. Let's say they take uh, a defensive end, Harold Landry. Let's say he slide and they pick him, or they pick a cornerback like Jair Alexander. They pick them. I think if they pick mm-hmm. one of those guys in the first round, I think it's very likely you'll see the Saints trade maybe a third-round pick in the second next year and go up and get a guy like one of the tight ends that may have fallen like a Dallas Goddard or Mike Gusecki, somebody like that. Okay. So I think you'll see a first-round pick defense, second-round offense if they stay put at 27. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Because, you know, when, I I, think- when, I, when, they, when, they, when they first told me that they'd have a second-round pick, I thought about it. I said, man, you know, a second-round a second round pick would be good. But like I said before, you know, I was telling Nader and him earlier, I said there's so much talent that's going to fall at the bottom of the barrel this draft. I feel like there's a lot of steals, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of interesting players and stories that are going to fall at the bottom. And I think a lot of teams are going to benefit from getting the bottom of the barrel players, like the back-of-the-line type players that are really, really talented this year. So, you know, I, I don't know. Like I said, you said like said, the second round, if we if, it depends on what they do, like I said, it depends what they do in the first round, determines what they're gonna do in the second round. So if not oh, or they yeah, don't no you know, they don't trade up, you know, stuff like that, you know. No question. I also think that, it, you know, depending on what happens at the top of the draft, I saw Nada tweeted it. I mean, I, I wish I could have retweeted it like 30 times. This NFL yeah. draft tomorrow has the potential to be crazy with all of the trades that could happen in the first yeah. round it's alone, gonna be, man. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. It, it's going to be nuts. I said early in the show, I said, man, they're going to have five to six trades at least in this draft, bro. Somebody, yeah. somebody, they yeah. got a lot of teams going to trade up. They got people that's trading back. You got Cleveland with two picks. You got New England with two picks. I mean, you going man, it's gonna be crazy. Like, you know how like when you, you know when you watch the draft, it'd be like, all right, we ain't picking the twenty seven. Let me just chill. Let me go grab some barbecue ribs and come back and look at the TV and look at the little ticker at the bottom. Not tomorrow ain't gonna be like that. Tomorrow gonna be you have to watch every single thing because there's gonna be so much stuff going on. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah. This, this is my yeah. question. This is, this is my, my observation over the last. Uh, how long Cleveland's been back in the league for? What the last what ten years? I think something like that. When have Somewhere we, around the boats. When have we ever really cared about what Cleveland did in the draft? Because they they're Man. not doing anything. They pick players and then they they cut them halfway during the season. That team they need to just go this. ahead on. I'll say this. Just get rid of that I'll team. Say this, Big I think I think with I think this year I think just based on what they did in free agency I think they're moving in the right direction finally for once in their damn lives. Um, but I mean, still they still got a long way to go. They got a long way to go. And you never know. And you never know. And you never know because you know there's always the, the team every single year where they weren't nothing last year, and the next thing you know they just pop out of nowhere. But with them, I just feel like, you know, adding Jarvis Landry, that's going to definitely help. Tyrod Taylor, that's going to definitely help, you know. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if they end up picking a quarterback or whatever, hey, that's on them. 
that's on them, you know. But at the same time, if they go ahead and get Barkley, that's going to be a fire offense. They got Jarvis yeah. Landry, Josh Gordon. They got the tight end they drafted what, last year from Miami. Um, and Barkley, oh, man, man. Uh, and, like I said before, and, and, eventually Cleveland mm-hmm. will be good. Eventually Cleveland's going to be good. And to be honest with y'all, and I said this, and be no, I said this on Twitter. I said this. The team on the schedule to look for is to when we play them, because they always give us a hard damn time. Cleveland always oh, yeah. things. Every every time we play, we have problems with Cleveland. Every dude, yep. we love. I remember we well when we had that when Scott Fujita got traded to them, or he went signed with them. Scott Fujita went off on us that game after we uh, let him go. Oh, man. I'm telling you. Another thing, man, to add to that. Another thing I want to add to that is that uh, Greg Williams is defensive coordinator over at Cleveland right now, too. Wow. He can't get rid of that. Well, that's going to be an ass whipping. We're going to beat the ass because Sean Payton hate him. So, last time they played when he was with the Rams, we put up like, what, 50? We ran the scoreboard at like 40 or something. So we should we should definitely beat the hell out of them. I tweeted I put seventy three to uh three and everybody started commenting with the crying faces. <laughs> but let's see. Definitely see. Now um, also too, since we're since we're on the draft, we see um just a few things. Uh Marcus Colston and Roman Harper are going to be announcing um uh the round two and three pick selections. And then also too, um the Saints have like Five point seven million in cap space going into the draft, so obviously they got enough cap space to sign everybody that they're gonna end up signing. So just to kind of let everybody know what the cap situation okay. is, because you shout know everybody always want to talk about we don't have no cap space and all this crazy stuff. Yeah, shout out to Mickey Loomis for um for going in the back room and printing money up because that's what the Saints do every year. I have no idea how the Saints find to to sign Loomis, players. He know how to work, man. The Loomis effect. I, I think he have. Man, I think he have a money. money. I think he. I think he print money in the, in the back office somewhere, really, because um, we find ways to sign players, and we ain't had no money. So, <laughs> shout out to Loomis on that one, and also shout out to Mickey. They're gonna um, definitely pay tribute to Tom Benson, um, at the for the draft tomorrow. They're gonna have an empty seat in the war room for Tom Benson. So, uh, shout out mm-hmm. to the organization for that, and they're also playing a big. Big celebration during the season to honor uh, Tom Benson. So, um, wow, that should be cool. That should be real cool. That'd so, be B, yeah. um, what else before we let you go, dude? I know you're a busy man, doing it real big over there at ESPN Radio. What else? What else? Um, what, what else do you think the thing should be? Come back and fix it one more time, my guy. I missed what else do you think the Saints should do tomorrow man, in the draft? How do you, you feel like? Really, man. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm not against any move the Saints. I'm not. I'm not against any move the Saints make, man. If the Saints went out there and drafted an offensive lineman, it wouldn't bother me a bit. At this point, yeah. man, I'm kind of feeling like Philadelphia 76ers fans. I'm just trusting the process because Jeff Ireland, since he came in, has had two money drafts. So how am I going to sit back and just try to question everything that he's done thus far if he picks, you know, I mean, a lot of people lost their damn minds last year when the Saints selected Ryan Ramchick with the 31st pick. 
Oh, that yeah. kind of that was a blessing in disguise because of course they were trying to get Ruben Foster. We all see what's going on with Ruben Foster right now. They picked Ryan Ramsick, and I mean the dude. I mean not only did he play you know right tackle at a Pro Bowl level by the way for a rookie, he also played a little bit of left tackle and guard as well, man. So whoever the Saints pick, I'm gonna roll with it. Now if they pull a Tampa Bay and put, you know draft a kicker in the first round, me and Sean gotta have a talk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're gonna do a kicker. I don't think they would do a punter because they yeah. just signed um um Morstead Yeah, just, to, yeah, just re up Morstead, you know, so I I, yeah, I think I'm safe when I say that, but you know, if 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 he should happen to lose his damn mind and draft the kicker <laughs> or somebody like that, you know, I mean, if I was showing I just wouldn't walk in Rouses. That's all I'm saying. It might happen to him. <laughs> he might walk past, you know, a couple of cans might hit him in the head. It could happen. That's crazy. <laughs> so, uh, B, before you get out of here, man, tell everybody how they can follow you, how they can check you out on ESPN Radio also. Man, I am on Twitter pretty much 24-7. Sometimes I'm driving a truck and I'm on Twitter. I know it's crazy to say it, but it could happen. But you can catch me on Twitter <laughs> at Brian TNR, B-R-Y-A-N-T-N-R. And, of course, I'm on ESPN New Orleans 100.3 FM. Monday through Friday, 12 to 3 o'clock, man. Get at us tomorrow. We're doing a draft show from Dave and Busters. Y'all come on through, kick it with us, have a little bit of fun, and we're going to go from there. Definitely, definitely. B, you know you're always welcome here with us. You're a part of the family, so um, stay out of trouble, dude. And don't let the haters hate on man, you Man, I, I try, bro. I try. You got a lot of people looking for me on Twitter. They got this dude yeah, on Twitter. And I, 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 wish, I wish I remembered his name. Um, cause I would, I would call him out, but cause you know, I don't care, <laughs> but uh, this dude, he was, he was talking about you on Twitter, talking about, you can't go nowhere. You ain't a real thug. Oh, yeah. Then yeah, you posted, you know, you know, when I heard that, I hear that a lot. And then I go, then I go exactly where they say I can't go. So it's kind of crazy right. that that happens. I get a lot of people <laughs> telling me where I can't be. And then I show up and for some strange reason, they're never there. I, they're they're never there. there. And y'all can vouch for this. Y'all can vouch for this. I'll post where I am. Where I am. I'll just, tomorrow, I'm going to be at Dave & Buster's, and I'll be there from <laughs> 6 o'clock until the end of the draft. So if there's anybody that wants to have a conversation with me, feel free. I don't know what you look like. You probably know what I look like. All you got to do is tap me on the shoulder. I don't know you. So I'm just saying, I'm not inviting trouble, but I ain't running from it either. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, before we go, let you go, B. Your thoughts on the Pelicans, man. How you, how you feel about our NBA team? Pelicans in six. So if I, I mean, this is the first time I think I've ever, ever looked at a team and was like, that team could beat the defending champs. You know, e- even in any sport, you kind of always want to give the defending champs a nod. I don't care if Steph Curry is 100% healthy, if Golden State is just kind of trying to put up a smoke screen and Steph's going to come back and try to drop 30 every game. I don't care. What I do know is Anthony Davis is one bad unibrow-having man. Drew Holiday is playing at a different level, and playoff Rondo is a real thing. I mean, as long as Nikola Mirotic can find a razor and keep that beard shaved, Golden State don't have a prayer in, 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 a, in, a, in a world of beating the Pelicans. I think Pelicans still game one. I think Golden State will bounce back. Damn. Game two. see Pelicans win two Damn. at home. And after that, man, it's Damn. over with. <laughs> Pelicans is in here, man. Look. You know, for, you know, I, I saw that little B. You know, little B. He, who likes to clown, likes somebody. You know, he gives his blessing and stuff like that. Well, so far those blessings have been working. The Pelicans are doing their thing, and he just so happened to bless the Pelicans this year. It's almost like when the Simpsons predict you're gonna win the Super Bowl. It happens for you. Little B gave his well, blessing. I mean, the Pelicans going to the NBA Finals. I'm all for it. Thought you saw what the Simpsons did yesterday, huh? Oh yeah, no question. 
stupid on things. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in, man. Look, I'm 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 excited. I'm ex- I'm more excited for the city right now. Because the city is getting behind the Pelicans, and the last time I saw a yeah. wave like this, I'm not gonna. I mean, it's not even with the the last time the Pelicans were in the playoffs when AD let them in, got swept by Golden State. It's not when Chris Paul had these boys, you know, on the verge of going to the, you know, going past the second round when they played San Antonio. The last time I saw a wave like this was 2009, when you know, I'm sorry, when 2006. I'm sorry, when everybody finally remembered that the things were important to this city and this community. That's when I saw a wave like that because it's almost like it came from out of nowhere. If everybody remember, year before that the team was displaced because of Katrina and all mm-hmm. everything that happened, and you had a bunch of fans who never really were Saints fans until the Saints were no longer around for them. Well, I think people are starting, to, you know, starting to discover that the Pelicans are legit and they're a fun team to watch. This wave is crazy, man! Right, jump on the wave right now, ride that wave because the Pelicans are only going to get better. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen. That was our homie Brian being me doing this thing right here on Overtime Sports Talk. Brian, thank you so much, player, for hanging out with us tonight, man. man. You know, y'all know we family. Back. All right, Brian, man, stay up, man. All right, family. Yeah, get up, man. Y'all holler at me anytime. All, All right, right, B. All right, man. That was Brian being me from ESPN Radio 100.3 FM. Oh man, B, give me give me two real right here on the show. So look, we gonna take a break. We're going to come back. Who we got, Nate, when we come back? We're going to talk about the NFL, talk about the Saints schedule a little bit. What you want to do? You done, Nader? You need to run away? Nader? Nader must be gone. We're going to come back. <laughs> We're going to come back. We, we got some more show left. But y'all stay tuned. You're listening to Overtime Sports Talk right here. WTXG Talk Radio. Dixie RV Superstores is the Gulf South's number one dealer of Tiffin Motorhomes. Dixie RV has the largest selection and savings on Tiffin Motorhomes like the Allegro Open Road, the Allegro Red, Phaeton Allegro Bus, and Zephyr, Tiffin's most luxurious motorhome. Rush into Dixie RV Superstores and Camping World to see the new 2015 models that are arriving daily and check out the savings on all Tiffin Motorhomes. Off I-12, exit 35 in Hammond. Check us out online, DixieRV.com. Dixie RV, helping you retire one weekend at a time. Experience a blend of refined craftsmanship and raw power. New innovation and a tradition of excellence. Luxury and performance engineered to take the crown. Presenting the all-new Lexus LS500 and LS500H. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.
Get on your back line. Right here on Overtime Sports Talk. And big shout out to Brian being here hanging out with us tonight on the show. Again, we're back. We're back live with the homie Nate, our sports director, Nate Murphy. Nate, you there? You good? Yes, sir. <laughs> Nate, it was gone. We got, for the homie, minute. got the homie Eugene Stillman hanging out with us also tonight yes, on the show. So, Talk about the draft a little bit. Let's let's talk about the schedule, Nada. Let's get into this Orleans Saints schedule. Eugene and Nada. Oh, let's oh. see what we got going on here. Because it's going to be interesting. And, um, oh, yes, I'm going to pull the schedule up. I don't know if I even want to go into the preseason part of the schedule because it don't matter nah. that much. But I'll just say yeah. it's, uh, the first preseason game, Jacksonville, the Arizona, we got the, uh, the Chargers. In the Rams, so that's the preseason. Let's go into the regular season. This is going to be a fun season for this New Orleans Saints team. I think they say it's one of the hardest schedules this year, so let's talk about it. Week one, September 9th, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. Ah, see South rival. <laughs> Nada, that's a win. What you say, Nada? That's you a W. That's a W. Uh, I, I want to say this before we really jump into it. Listen, every single year, the schedule changes, teams change. You know what I'm saying? So I can't really base it off anything right now, especially since the draft hasn't happened. But right. just looking at from what last year's teams looked like, um, obviously it looks like we do have uh, – I, I said this a lot. Listen, Saints play good against good teams, and that's mm-hmm. fact. They always play good against good teams. It's the like it's the it's the sad teams that scare me. And luckily we don't have that many sad teams on the schedule, which is good. Um mm-hmm. but um, you know, that first game against Tampa, finally we, we have a home opener, boom. That's gonna be that superdome's gonna be lit, especially after last year, how like I said, how we went out. That second week we got Cleveland. We should beat the brakes off of them. And I said, we should use the break stuff for that. <laughs> we know what Cleveland does to the New Orleans Saints sometimes. Over the last yep. three times we've played, we've known what happened. So, <laughs> um, Atlanta, at Atlanta, that's you know you know what time it is when that game comes around. So All that can go either fight. way. Be honest, you know that game can go either way. You know, um, then what else you got? Redskins we got, uh, coming up. No, we have um, the Giants. Oh, the Giants. We got the Giants in New York. I think we could win that mm-hmm. game. And then the Redskins here Monday night. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be 5-0 nice. and going into the bye. Really. Yeah. We should be 5-0 and going into the bye. Now, the be the tough part. Um, at the Redskins, we're going to He's going to have beaten every team in the NFL. So that's going to be a huge game for him. The team knows that. They're going to want to win that game for him. So that's going to be a huge game. But I think they put a W out uh, at the Vikings on Sunday night. That's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough, but I think that the motivation is going to be there, obviously. Yeah. So I just think that, you know, with uh, Cousins as the quarterback now, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't think they're going to be – all of that, to be honest, I think he's susceptible to making mistakes. You know, 
So, um, be a good game. Um, the rain at home, that's going to be a Ooh. tough one. Yeah. That's going to be a tough game. Be a tough one, yeah. That's gonna be a tough game. If we if we beat the shit out the Rams, I think that's gonna show that that's gonna be the test. Like, oh man, this team really serious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but that's gonna be a tough game at the Bengals. Um, doesn't seem like a a, a hard game, but I mean it's on the road. It's probably gonna be cold. Um, so you never know. That's where that running game comes into effect. I think that's gonna be like another Buffalo Bills game last year. So I think they'll definitely turn the ball that game. That's gonna be a, another tough one, but I think the Eagles can be beaten. You know, obviously they won the Super Bowl and the defensive right. champ, but I, I feel like the Saints can definitely match up with them and beat them in certain areas. So I, I think the Saints will have that one. Um, Atlanta on Thanksgiving, that's gonna be a edge, and we gonna beat the shit out of them. Oh, go bring out the gold rush jerseys. Bring out the gold rush jerseys. <laughs> For real. Um, what else? Cowboys. The next Thursday, Cowboys. we got two Thursday night, th- two Thursday night games. That's gonna be crazy. But Cowboys, you shut Zeke down. It's a wrap. They ain't got Dez no more. Um, their defense uh, yeah. lost a few the players receiver, here. The wide receiver, the wide receiver core, average man. They let Dez go. It's average now. They gonna put Lattimore on Hearns. He gonna shut him yeah. down. Or Patrick Robinson or Hearns, whoever it don't matter. They're gonna be straight as long as they stop Zeke, they'll be all right. Um, at Tampa, that's always a toss-up game. Tampa Bay always gets our gets us, man. I, one game out of the year, they always got to get us. And I was at that game last year, New Year's Eve. I was at that game, and man, I tell you, them fans. I tell you this, the fans out there are really whack. Like, I mean, they they're running back gained three yards. And they were shooting cannon, cannons. Oh, yeah. Like, y'all only got three yards, bro. Like, calm down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then every time every time they went to, like, a commercial break, they'll say, dilly, dilly. And then the whole stadium would say, dilly, dilly. Like, I, it was the wackest stuff ever. But the stadium's real nice. Um, the stupidest yeah. thing I've ever seen, the stupidest thing I've ever seen is they have um, one of those screens to replay the, you know, the the plays and stuff, and they have a damn boat blocking the whole damn screen. Like, why the hell y'all put that screen right there if y'all gonna put a boat right in front of it nobody can't even see? <laughs> it was funny, the man. Boat nice. I had the, boat look, the boat looked nice, though. You know, so, yeah, nice. the pirate the ship is nice. nice. The pirate ship is nice, but the screen behind it, I mean, y'all wasted yeah, y'all money. No y'all could have, yeah, y'all could have did something else with that, you know? Um, But, yeah, like Gets us. We'll see. Hopefully, we get the sweep this year, but we'll see. Um, that's gonna be tough, especially after we beat their ass three times last year. They and they seen they keep seeing that like footage of them dancing in the locker room. They're definitely gonna want revenge. So we'll yeah, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a bloodbath. Yep, Pittsburgh the next week home. Oh my Ooh. God, Antonio <laughs> Brown against. Marshawn Lattimore gonna be that's gonna be something to watch right there. That's gonna be something to watch. I mean, they did play a little bit in a Pro Bowl, a little bit in a Pro Bowl. Lattimore was holding his own, but whew, that's gonna be tough. I don't know, man. That's gonna be tough. That's a W. 
Carolina. I don't know. I got them. I got them. Really, honestly, I got them like going um, either twelve and four or eleven and five. I'm not giving my prediction yet. I'm waiting until after the draft, and then after training when training camp starts, we go into season <laughs> nine. What y'all think? What y'all think? What y'all think the toughest game is on there? Oh, the toughest. I'm gonna say, man, the the two toughest games to me. I'm gonna say Philadelphia and the Rams game, and those at home. (laughs) Those are the two toughest games to me, man. Those teams, those games stick out because you know why? Those games stick out to me because that Rams game is gonna have NFC. Playoff complications, and I mean that's gonna that's gonna determine the seeding. Also, with the Eagles game, the seeding, you know, these NFC games are so important, and so as well as the division games. The divisional games are important, but by the time that game, the Eagles and uh, the Rams game, don't tell them what seeding the Saints will be in. So those those games really affect the playoff seeding between one and five. So that's why those games are so important, and they are gonna also be the toughest games. Uh, for me personally, I'm looking at the Rams game. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Philly game, uh, another one that's going to be tough. But I'm looking at at this is a, a divisional game. Always Atlanta. Always. We always <laughs> fight every year. And yeah. as much as I I dislike the Falcons, they give you a game. They give it to you every year. No, no matter where we play, it's always a game. So I, I'm looking at Atlanta. I'm not really caring too much about Tampa Bay and Carolina, but Atlanta, the Rams, and then the Eagles. Those those are the games I'm really yeah. really worried about. The Steelers, and yeah, and the Steelers. Yeah, I'm gonna say the Steelers too because the Steelers always play tough. So um, I'm gonna say the Steelers. Yeah, they got a good offense. They got a good offense, man. The only the only question mark with the Steelers is Ryan Shazier. They got to find a linebacker to replace him because I don't think Ryan Shazier is nowhere near coming back anytime soon if he does make an NFL comeback. So they need to find yeah. someone that can plug up that hole. That's a hole right now. And and Shazier, not only did he have not only did he have the talent, but Shazier also had the leadership and he was able to be that he was that hard and passionate of that defense. And so they're gonna have to find somebody to fill in that middle linebacker that call out the plays, that are you know, he's the voice of the defense in the locker room, you know, his presence as a person was felt, and it's going to be missed if he don't come back. You know, eventually they're going to have to find somebody in the draft to fill that role, or somewhere free, or somewhere in off season, maybe, you know, maybe a, a trade deadline. I don't know, but they got to find somebody to take Ryan Shazier's spot until he's able to fully come back. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So that's that's the same schedule, 2018 schedule. Those are our feelings, our thoughts on it. You know, like I said, we'll talk more of it, more on the schedule, and more about the Saints. Uh, when we open up season nine of Overtime oh, yeah, Sports sure. in July. So y'all get ready for that. We're going to have a big opening. So y'all get ready. Season nine, Overtime Sports Talk, late July, right here on WTG. Okay. So before we get out of here, I want to talk to Nate and talk to Eugene. Let's talk about these this NBA playoffs and what oh, surprises yeah. you guys really seen. Eugene, tell us your your surprises you've seen so far. In this uh, NBA playoffs. Well, you know what, man. The two, the, the the biggest surprise that I've seen outside of the New Orleans Pelicans is the Philadelphia 76ers. I yes. mean, you know, as you watch, we have all watched the Eastern Conference for a couple of years now. We all can testify, we all can agree that the Eastern Conference has been all about LeBron James, 
And it seemed like the only time we watch the Eastern Conference or even tune in is LeBron James. And the Eastern Conference has always been dominated by LeBron. It's always been LeBron's conference. You know, the West has always been the West. Always, the West has always been good talent-wise, competition-wise. It's always been stiff through one through eight or even one through ten. You have to win at least over 45 games to get in the West. Um, but particularly to see the 76ers where they are, it's good for the game of basketball. It's good for the playoffs right now because, like I said before, whether LeBron leaves or stays, you're looking at the probably – at Philadelphia right now, you're looking at the next dynasty with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. I mean, the dynasty is right there. And then outside of Philadelphia, you got another dynasty in the Boston Celtics with Kyrie Irving and Gordon Haywood. And that's starting five, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. That is a starting five for the ages. And LeBron and Cleveland will take some steps back. And you're looking at the next dynasty in Philadelphia, and you're looking at the next dynasty in Boston because at the end of the day, LeBron's getting older. LeBron wants to play around with younger players. And I don't see Cleveland being where he's going to stay. I think I see him either going towards West or he ends up might even going to Philly or somewhere else surprising. But overall, I think I love it. I love that Joel being healthy. I love the, the Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is changing the game of basketball. He reminds me of Magic Johnson. Uh, I like his game. Yeah, he's very calm. He's very cool, very collective. Don't get too rattled. Um, he's confident. He has a quiet confidence in his game. So I really like Philly, and I think Philly has a shot of going to the Eastern Conference, even possibly the NBA Finals, if Cleveland think continues to so. struggle. But Cleveland is struggling. Yeah, I think so, too. I like the Sixers a lot. Um, yeah. I, I don't like the Cavs. Everybody knows that. Who knows? Yeah. To the show, but um, – yeah, man, I'm definitely I'm definitely rooting for the Sixers. I think if the Sixers make it, it'll be nice. I think Sixers, even Sixers Warriors, would be good. Or Sixers yeah. Pelicans, Sixers Pelicans would be an awesome yeah. final. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, uh, it's just it's nice to see another team at least competing in the East because yeah. there's no competition whatsoever these last couple of years. Um, yeah. And you know, as far as as far as the, just looking at everything else, I mean, the Pacers are kind of giving Cleveland hell right now, yeah. being at the yeah. series is tied two, and they're actually um, they're actually down right now, ninety one to eighty six, uh, with six minutes left in the game in Cleveland. But um, the Pacers are playing with heart. Pacers are playing with heart. The Milwaukee Bucks, um, they lost to to the Celtics the other night, but um, you know that Celtics, if the Celtics make it to the next round and they play. Sixers, that's gonna be a good. That's gonna be a good matchup, and then mm-hmm. Toronto against whoever wins out of this. Or Toronto, playing. Toronto is bad. Toronto, Toronto's uh, fake, man. You, you know you can't trust Toronto. They they always they always look good, but when it comes down to the the moments, man, they can't seem to deliver, man. They got Washington. Come on, man, Washington is an eight seed team, man. Y'all the number one seed, and y'all still can't put the Washington Wizards away. Yeah, that's true. Man. That's true, <laughs> but also too. But also, too, it's the playoffs. You know, everybody going to, you know, bring the A game. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, you're not everybody's the Pelicans. You're not, not everybody getting beat. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean, my, my big, my big you know, sleeper, the team that I'm, again, shocked you talked about it, the 76ers are playing great basketball. Yeah. Uh, really getting it in. I'm sure yeah. I was really shocked at this team, the way they play. So, um, other than the Pelicans, I think and Big the Jazz, Utah, 
And Utah too. Utah have done okay. They have. They Utah, yeah, yeah. Utah's up three one against the Thunder. I mean, they win tonight. That's a wrap for the Thunder. The Thunder then Melo and did all of this stuff, and they about to be out the playoffs first round. There's something wrong with this Oklahoma City team. You have three superstars on this team. You got one that scores, that does triple-double, average a triple-double every night. And this team can't seem to win a series. I mean, and you can go all the way back to when Kevin Durant and um, what's the bearded dude? Uh, James Harden. When they yeah. were playing, this, that was the first real big three that could have taken Golden State out, and they couldn't do it. They just couldn't do it. So there's something wrong with this Oklahoma City franchise because they just they can't get it together. And um, I, and, I Russell, and Russell and Russell Westbrook, man, his his window his window closed a long time. His championship opportunity window is closing, and it's closing very soon. Yeah, it's closing. Yeah, fast. you're right. Yeah, because they had a chance. They had a chance. They played the Heat in the finals. They lost. Um, mm-hmm. They had that chance back then. And then now, you know, he ended up re-signing with Oklahoma City. And they added Paul George and, and Carmelo. And the thing about it is, yeah, you can add all this good talent, but they got to gel together. They got to know how to have each other's backs. It's like the Pelicans. The Pelicans added Nico Miritich. And then next thing you know, he started getting – you know, he started learning the system and knowing exactly what mm-hmm. player was what what player was thinking coming up the court, and he's just doing his job now. Now all of them are meshing together. You know, so um, yeah, you gotta you, just because you have good players doesn't mean you automatically going to the finals. It's just like the, it's just like the Rams. The Rams went and added all these people, Sue and and Brandon Cooks and all oh, these players. They go nine and seven. They go nine and seven. They miss but, playoffs. That stuff has to gel. You got to gel. Yeah. So it's not guaranteed that the Rams are going to the Super Bowl. Everybody says that now. Oh, man, the Rams are going to be, man, the Rams going to the Super Bowl. They got this person, this person. But at the same time, any team can be beat and also mm-hmm. have to mesh together. They got to yep. mesh together. That's it. That's it. So, so right now, um, Cleveland is up 93 89 with about 4:38 left in the fourth quarter. LeBron's at the free throw line, and and again, Indiana's been giving Cleveland everything. They have really. And, yeah. and if Cleveland they, loses, it'll be the first time LeBron has been out in the first round. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's. I mean, I'm a LeBron fan, and I like to see him succeed because of all of the the media and how they a lot of people look at him. I want to see him succeed. But I don't want to see him keep jumping from team to team, chasing championships. I think I, if, he <laughs> if he leaves Cleveland, I think I'll stop being a fan because now you're chasing Miami. Right. Exactly. So, um, you know, I, I just don't see this, this NBA now is a lot different than when, you know, Jordan and Pippen and, and the Ewans and yeah. the, the Lajuans, those guys are playing. They stayed on one team their whole career. They fought mm-hmm. out. They didn't title, that didn't mean they weren't great. You know, these guys mm-hmm. are Hall of Fame. They didn't win a title. Look look at Dan Marino. Dan Marino played, what, mm-hmm. 13 years? Didn't win a title, but he's a Hall of Famer. So you can't yep. chase mm-hmm. champions. You can't do it. So, 
That's my feeling on it. That's my feeling. I'm taking a shot at KG, all right? I know that. <laughs> What'd you say? What'd you say, KG. I am taking a shot at him, yeah. but I think he was on a team that could have beaten Golden State. They could have won. And he, it's like he jumped on a bandwagon. And you got to, sometimes you just got to say, you know what, we lost, but we got to come back next year and we got to fight and we got to try to win this thing. And I think he, See, he took. Tommy is took old school. Yeah. He's old school. I'm old school with it. I want to see players hang on teams and win with their team. I, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. Anthony Davis is a guy that I, I respect because he said he want to be here. He want to stay mm-hmm. in New Orleans. He doesn't want to go anywhere yeah. else and play. He wants to win the title here in New Orleans, and I respect that. But I can't respect yep. a player you championships and go on to different teams and think it's all going to be all beautiful and the grass is going to be green on the other side. It, it, it don't work like that. Well, but, you know, and, and I, I mean, it is true. And, you know, as far as KD, like, the, the same can be said for Charles Barkley. You Charles know, like Barkley? Yeah. Charles Barkley, he played, you know, with Sixers in Houston, but at the same time, you know, what do people say? Oh, he ain't got no ring. You know what I'm saying? And kind of like, it, it, he is. He definitely is. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like Drew Brees, right? If Drew Brees didn't have a Super Bowl ring, They'll be like, he'll, he'll, be, a Hall of he'll still be a Hall of Famer. You know, yes, no sir. Way. I don't know. It can go either way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's always going to be, it's always, that's a that's the politics of sports. You know, it's always, always you got to have a balance, the good and the bad. Always. Yeah. Always going to be something yeah. to say. Always. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they make you more money than us, so we can't really say. <laughs> <laughs> really can't. Exactly. So. But, man, it's been a great show tonight, man. Our NFL draft, spectacular. We've had a lot of fun tonight, man. Um, shout out again to Brian Vietnamese for hanging out with us, as he does all the time. That's our dude. Uh, shout out to him. Y'all check him out on Twitter, and also check him out on ESPN 100.3 FM right here in New Orleans. Um, check him out, man. The dude's doing his thing. So, um, again, shout out to... Our man Eugene Stillman, man Eugene, tell the people what's yes, up sir, to follow you on Twitter and everything. Give it to him. All right, man. Hey, Eugene Stillman uh, at Twitter is E S Stillman twenty three. I'm gonna say it again. Capital E S Stillman at twenty at uh, at Eugene Stillman at twenty three. Twitter, Snapchat, Page Driven One, and Facebook Eugene Stillman. Uh, also Instagram, Instagram Mr. Stillman. You also can find me on there too as well. So man, follow me. Uh say what's up to me. Let me know you enjoyed the show, you know. Definitely, definitely. Y'all know how to contact Nader. Nader got haters too, so everybody know how to contact. Everybody <laughs> know how to get got, I got as many as B though. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'm a family man now. It's so silly. <laughs> You know how to follow Nader, N-A-D-E-R-723 on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Y'all know how to follow Nader. And follow your boy, Big T, man. I ain't really Big T no more. Your boy done lost like 125 pounds. So just, I'm still Big T, though. Holler at your boy at D-A-1. Well, you medium T, boy. Medium T. There we go. Medium T. Hit me up at D-A-1 Thomas G. Don't forget, go to our website at WTXG. Talkradio.com, man. Check out the site. Check us out, man. We're definitely doing it real big. Also, download the TuneIn app 
and you can take us on a go with you 24-7, 365. You can listen to show replays. Also, you can listen to the hottest music from unsigned and indie artists from all over the world, man. So, again, man, thank y'all for listening. Nader, you got anything before we get out of here, Nader? Man, I'm just ready for the NFL draft tomorrow. Y'all follow us on Twitter. Yes, indeed. We're going to be tweeting live. And, um, man, when training camp come around, y'all better get ready because it's going down for sure. Going down, man. Eugene, what you got before we get out of here? Oh, man, I, I just want to say, man, I enjoyed the show, man. I, I love y'all. Y'all my family, man. I can't wait to see y'all in the summertime because I'm coming down there. We're going down there for some lunch. We're going to have some good old gumbo, man. I'm looking forward to connecting with y'all and, man, and building towards the future. And, uh, man, great things are, are in store and on the horizon for this uh, radio station, man. Thank you for having me once again, man. That's what's up. Show. That's what's up, man. What you got, Nader? No, I was like, that's, that's what's up. That's what's up. I'll that's what's up. You up on that gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm coming down to this summer, man. <laughs> that was up. So, y'all, look, man, thank y'all for listening. I'm your boy, Thomas Big T, along with sports director, Nada Murphy, and Eugene Stillman, man. Thank y'all for listening. Yes, sir. Overtime Sports Talk. Y'all be good. And we'll see you in July. All right, you too. Overtime Sports Talk. That's right. Y'all be good. All right. Y'all be good. Numbers on liars, I am number one, I am on one, I am on ten, son, no twelve, I keep it a hundred. Hercules, 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 Hercules,